0: Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hoag. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me for a new video. Today, I'm joined by print-on-demand expert. He has a lot of accolades, but this is <laughs> Travis. And why don't you just go ahead
1: and like let me know all the accolades you've got as far as print on demand goes (laughs) accolades. Uh, well, I, I, um, I have my own print on demand center. Uh, we have six different printing methods. I'm here in, uh, just outside of Denver, Colorado. Um, we do embroidery, UV, uh, vinyl DTG, sublimation and laser. Um, and so we fulfill for other, you know, online e-commerce sellers that are doing print on demand. Um, we sell also ourselves. We sell on amazon.com. I, I like you got started, you know, in the FBA game and, uh, Mm. did some private labels, still have some private label products that we, um, still fulfill and, you know, those types of things. But our main focus now is on print on demand, but we sell on, on, uh, Amazon, Etsy, uh, walmart.com, uh, some Shopify stores. And then again, like we fulfill for lots of other people. And then, you know, in my spare time, uh, (laughs) I've got, uh, you know, I've got a wife and five kids and, uh, you know, just living the life here in Colorado.
0: (laughs) That's awesome, man. I was actually supposed to visit Colorado for the first time last year and then we ended up like pushing the trip back. So who knows when I'll make it out Mm -hmm. there, but also didn't want to forget to plug the podcast, right? The POD
1: print on demand (laughs) cast. Yeah. I totally forgot. See, I have so many things that are going Mm -hmm. on. I just totally forgot about the print on demand cast. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man, I'm definitely going to be subscribing after this. And guys, if you're watching this, show them some love. I'll put the link at the top of the description. It's the print-on-demand cast or the POD podcast. I mean... The name alone, you gotta, you gotta show some love.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's me and a me and a buddy of mine, um, Josiah. We co-host, and you know, we're just a couple of goofballs, a lot of uh, dad jokes and silliness. But um, basically, the the reason we started the podcast is because when we started print on demand, we couldn't find anything out there that we really, really resonated with and wanted to listen to. And so we basically just, you know, now that we've got a couple years under our belt, um, he has his own fulfillment center. I have my own fulfillment center. You know, we. know some stuff now. And so now that we have, you know, kind of a little bit of experience, we basically are creating the content or the podcast that we wished had been there when we started out. And so we're just trying to help people and share, you know, some of the stuff that we know and, um, you know, keep them from making the same mistakes that we've made, you know, over the last few years. Dude, that is super
0: valuable, man. I, I always tell the story, like when I'm telling my story of how I started, ran through issues, you know, it took me so long to scale up my businesses in general. Cause I, I was the same in the same boat. Really. I was thinking back to the only podcast I listened to was called, um, wow. How am I blanking? It was called the merch minds podcast.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah.
0: Them, and the yep, two guys I listened there,
1: to that. Yeah. Young and entertaining. Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. that that was the thing it was like there were podcasts, but they were more focused on the like the merch by amazon side or or what i call the royalty based print on demand um mm-hmm. services and there were you know and so we do try to cover that and as a matter of fact uh we just interviewed another another youtuber r j and talked about k d p um you know and so we do ch- you know talk about some of those royalty based print on demand um platforms, but we also wanted to talk about You know, how do you sublimate a coffee mug? What is DTG? You know, and like some of the physical things, you know, and actually, what is it like to have employees, those types of things. So, you know, you can, you can kind of pick and choose which uh, direction you want to go with your business. And we want to kind of be there for whichever, whichever direction you intend to go. Yeah,
0: that's really interesting, and stuff that I honestly never really even considered because I was I just trust it to the experts, you know what I mean? I trust it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm I'm interested in learning. But you you mentioned earlier, and I did actually see your interview with RJ, and that's what made me reach out because mm-hmm. you sell on Walmart, and Walmart is it seems like elusive at least in my personal experience. I mentioned before we started recording that I applied actually twice about a year and a half ago, maybe like two years ago and then a year and a half ago, something like that. Um, And I just haven't been able to get in. I saw your interview with RJ and then today, Mm -hmm. this morning, uh, received a rejection for my application. So I guess I just want to learn more and I'm sure everybody watching wants to learn more specifically about uh, how we can get on there because I guess a little bit of context, one of the main things I preach is that internet real estate is cheap. So we want to occupy as much of it as we can with our Mm -hmm. product offerings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, diversification is, um, super important, you know, as a seller on Amazon, um, it's a, that putting all your eggs in that basket, it's, it's not the best basket to have your eggs in. Um, so any way you can diversify, um, you know, is super important. So Walmart, um, I actually got on a couple of years ago, um, and, uh, I, basically, I heard about it. At, we used to do a conference called the Rocky Mountain Reseller Conference here in uh, Colorado. And one of our speakers was talking about Jet.com and Walmart.com. And so I immediately, as soon as I, you know, kind of heard the speech and, you know, it, networked with her, um, I jumped on both platforms jet.com I never sold a thing and pretty soon they were sold and bought Dude, I, by Walmart I cannot believe
0: I think they got acquired for like 40 billion something absurd It's
1: ridiculous
0: some yeah it's number.
1: ridiculous yeah. yeah I mean basically they were buying the CEO you know I mean that was really they wanted that expertise and some of the things that jet was doing were re, was really cool um we talk a little bit about that on my podcast uh in in one of the episodes but so I won't go into that but you know, I, I really wanted to diversify, and so I I was able to get on Walmart, and uh, at the time it was it was a joke. I mean, I um, I had to click. So when you get an order, you have to click a specific button on their site that says you acknowledge the order and then you can you know print it and then you can ship it and all this stuff. And so there's kind of a, a, a flow there. And one of the first times I was on there, I couldn't even scroll the page to get to the button I needed to print or I needed to push on my laptop. So I had to get on a desktop machine just to be able to to acknowledge the order so i could actually ship it um now that's two years ago and since then um they call it seller center 2019 so- <laughs> <Isn't that laughs> yeah. <pretty cool? laughs> right yeah it's over too <laughs> yeah c- come on man figure figure out how to scroll on your website but um it's a lot better now their interface is you know much much improved um but it's still you know the, the reason i um i think people are so interested in it is because i believe. It's really still early for Walmart.com. I can Walmart.com is now the number two e-commerce platform in the world behind Amazon, and I believe that Walmart.com now you know use or accepting third-party sellers is kind of where Walmart was in like you know 2012, 2013. And who among us wouldn't have loved to know right. what we know now and be selling on Amazon? you know 7 8 years ago and that's kind of how walmart is with the competition because just like you said it's there's a there's a little bit higher barrier of entry um but you know where wherever there's resistance there's profit available on the other side of that. You know, if you can push through that resistance, there's opportunity every single time. And that's, that's exactly what Walmart is. And it's, it's been really great. Like it's definitely my personal number two channel, um, you know, just selling print on demand products.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And that's another thing that like, I always talk about on my channel is, you know, find your edge. (laughs) you know what I mean? Like whatever it is you're doing, even if it's not related to print on demand, like hopefully there's some edge, something that you bring, whether it's like your own personal expertise or, um, you know, if it's, if you're selling print on demand in general, and your goal is to make money, like, you know, compare Walmart to Redbubble. Everybody loves Redbubble. When I talk about Redbubble on YouTube, those videos tend to do pretty well, but it's Mm. also because the barrier of entry to get on there is probably as low as any marketplace. Right. And um, the competition adjusts accordingly. Right. It's a lot harder to make sales there. Uh, Mm -hmm. So yeah, Walmart. And of course I can't even get onto Walmart, but hopefully, you know, knock on wood, hopefully (laughs) soon (laughs) I'll get in there. But is there any tips you have? You said, by the way, it's called seller center, which is just funny Mm -hmm. coincidence, right? (laughs) So similar to Amazon seller central, but any tips on the application process, by the way, guys, I'll drop a link in the description too, in case you want to apply.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I applied two years ago, so um, I'm sure the application process has changed a little bit. However, I was on clubhouse recently and I was with some people and we, we, one of the people was actually going through the process just to kind of say, and what about this question? How should I answer this question? And I kind of just you know gave my best guess but um one of the things that i encourage people to not do is to say that they do print on demand don't use those those terms um the best way you can approach um your application is by saying something or by basically it's 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 a it's an attitude that you have to have that says what I have to offer is going to be valuable to Walmart's customers. And so, I mean, I'm not saying lie or, you know, be deceitful in any way. Um, I, I just simply say, you know, I have thousands of, of products, each are individually, you know, um, keyworded entitled to, uh, to, to bring value to Walmart's customers or something along that line. I mean, that's, sure. you can obviously make a better description or, you know, uh, plea than that. But, um, I don't think you need to, to say, I do print on demand. I don't think you should really say anything about, um, you know, drop shipping, any of those things, leave that, um, leave that for your business and just tell Walmart what they want to hear, which is you have valuable products that Walmart's customers are going to want to buy. And Walmart would do well to allow you onto their platform so you can make them money. I mean, that's really what they want. They want you to make them money. And so if you can convince them with confidence that that's exactly what you're doing, um, you have a better shot at it. And I know that's kind of really random or really kind of generic advice. um, But I think some people are so intimidated by... You know, the Walmart big, bad, you know, uh, approval yeah. process that, that they don't, they don't necessarily have that confidence. So, I mean, they are going to ask you for a, a web store or of some sort. Um, you're going to have to provide links to that. They are going to ask you your revenue numbers. Um, it used to be that they wanted only people that made, you know, a million plus revenue, um, I've heard people get approved now with less than a hundred thousand of revenue in a year. So I think they've, you know, they've lowered the barrier to entry a little bit. Um, But I mean, besides that, again, just, I think with confidence, answer their questions um, and, and just don't use print on demand. Don't use that type of language because they're not looking for another print on demand um, company to come on their platform. They are looking for people that have, quality products that their customers want to buy.
0: Yeah, they don't want the liability that comes with some print on demand sellers that, you know, mm-hmm. maybe farm the work out. You know what happened last year in 2020 in yeah. um the initial first half of the year with like month long delays on t-shirts and whatnot. Yeah. They don't want to deal with that headache, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- that's another thing that um you're, you know, th- you should know about Walmart is that when you first come onto the platform, um you have a lag time, which is basically like your handling time. They just call it a lag time. It's two days and that's across the board. So you can apply for an increased lag time of up to five days. So that does, you know, pose a little bit of a problem when we have, you know, a worldwide pandemic (laughs) or massive, massive order quantities happening in, you know, the mail's getting delayed and Mm -hmm. the print on demand places are, you know, if you're drop shipping, those are getting delayed. Um, You really kind of have to, you're going to have to watch that, but I do recommend that the moment you get accepted, you immediately Google or, or actually go to their help files and find how you would uh, get that extended lag time. Cause you're going to need that specific, or particularly if you're drop shipping for me, I got the lag time and then I dropped it back to two days because I have my own fulfillment center and I can get them out that fast. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's not going to be for everybody. So, uh, I mean, that's one of the things we want to do is be able to to be a supplier for people who are on Walmart and doing print on demand. I mean, that's a goal of ours. And so, but we're going to require that everybody gets that five day lag time
0: because you just have to have it. That's a good niche though, for your, um, you know, to scale up your your printing business, man. That's a good yeah. niche. Like, you know, because everything else has people. Integrations. You know, yeah. Right, right. But that would be- Nobody one. has
1: Walmart. Yeah, nobody exactly. has Walmart
0: integrations. You're the Walmart yeah. company then, you know, that's, yeah. a, that's an edge. Um, I was going to say one question that popped into mind, you reminded me. So if I'm thinking about my application, like two things that stand out for anybody that's applying as you listen now, uh, there was one question that asked, are you importing products? And so I was applying to, you know, sell my FBA stuff and my print on demand stuff. So I hit yes. And maybe that did it. And then also Hmm. what also stood out to me is you said you have to provide a store. When I applied it asks for my Amazon store, even though I didn't say, I don't think I said anything about Amazon. Maybe they did ask me if I was selling on Amazon, but like Mm -hmm. it would not allow me to paste any formatted URL pointing to my store. So I had to like leave it blank. So maybe that's what it was.
1: Huh? That's really bizarre. I, I do remember them asking if I did sell on Amazon and would I give them the, you know, the marketplace ID or whatever it was, the store ID. Um, but I remember also they asked for another e-commerce, like what is your website or whatever, oh, yeah. and oh. and I I did have, I mean I had at that time I I can't remember which product I had, but I had something for one of my private label products that I just I mean it was like a WordPress site a, with WooCommerce or I something put a and,
0: website in that too. I didn't even think about it. I I'm so used to like putting my personal like RyanHogue.com website in. I think uh, I put that. I should have put uh yeah, like one of my gear bubble stores or something. That
1: could be it. Because if you don't show that you have products, you know, wh- what What yeah. good are you I'm to them? Over
0: here <laughs> at my monitor. I think I can reapply. So I'm going to do that. But hey, while I've got you on, like for those of us that get into Walmart, there's got to be some other, like maybe beginner tips you can give. And also I was curious, like what your best selling product is on Walmart.
1: Right now, a uh, best selling product Oxide. is going to be a cop. Yeah. Coffee mug. Um, and we, we do uh, a lot of different coffee mugs, but that's uh, seems to always, you know, really take off, you know, during Christmas, of course, and mother's day, Valentine's day, those, we have probably, uh, 15,000 or so, um, different products up right now. Um, the, the, the tip that I would give, or I would, I would start by creating your own, um, your own products, you know, do in their user interface, which is actually pretty good. Um, but I would, for us, we have everything in a spreadsheet, all of our product, you know, details, uh, UPCs, um, you know, listing pictures, titles, keywords, everything. And so Walmart has inventory uploader files that you can use much like Amazon does, but they're just (laughs) formatted different. So you can copy and paste my, my gold nugget tip would be for you to not Populate that with hundreds and thousands of, of products right off the bat. Start with three or four on the inventory uploader file, mm-hmm. and make sure that they are showing up on Walmart uh, well, and and you know they show up the right way. The pictures are in the right order, the titles and everything's in you know all lined up uh, before you really kind of just go crazy and put yeah. a bunch of stuff up there. Because we actually did that, and we had. We've had a bunch of issues because they're so new. Like I said, it's Amazon in 2012. There wasn't a lot of competition, but they didn't have their crap together either. (laughs) And, And there was a lot of bugs and junk like that. And so Walmart's dealing with that. There's a ton of bugs in their inventory uploaders. We've had so many tickets open with Walmart support. It's crazy. So be slow, just, you know, slow and steady wins the race, I guess, is the gold nugget tip.
0: <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you're the beta tester.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I feel like sometimes. Does it cost money to uh, to
0: sell on, on seller center?
1: No, that's the beauty of it. I, from what I hear, there is no limit either. So it's, there's no listing fees and there's no upward limit. Like on Amazon, there's 1.5 million is the, um, if you go above that um, you have high listing fees, but Not on Walmart yet. Now, surely they'll probably put something in at some point. Uh, Another thing that you do need to consider when you're selling print-on-demand products is um, UPCs. Now on Amazon, you can get a GTIN exemption, which GTIN is just, yeah. It's a global trade identification number. Uh, So a UPC or an EAN or an ISBN, those are all GTINs. On Amazon, Mm -hmm. you can get an exemption. Um, On Walmart, I have not met anyone that's gotten an exemption. Um, one oh, of the reasons, question. yeah, that was the question too. And
0: I put no, but I, I do actually have some UPC codes from FBA. So maybe, yeah, okay, yeah,
1: that I would, I would say yes on that because you, and in order to list, you're not a, you're not going to get an exemption. So you're, just, you're gonna You're going to have to figure it out. And, you know, I, I, you know, we don't really want to go into all the UPC stuff. Um, but you know, I use a company, I get UPCs and I use them for my products, only on Walmart because it's the only way you can list them. Um, the other thing with they just opened up FBW, which is fulfilled by Walmart, which is basically FBA on Walmart. Um, it's really new. You have to apply. Once you're in, you can apply to be an FBW. I applied months ago. Finally got my invite invite a couple of weeks ago. Um, and so we're you know form or going through the process trying to figure out. You know, because it's different than FBA. They want it in a little bit different way. One of the things that is different is that you can't use Amazon has FN SKUs fulfillment network SKUs mm. product identifiers basically for each product. Um, you can't use those on Walmart. You, they have they want you to use the UPC. So you're okay. just still going to have to print out those little stickers, but you got to use the UPC, which makes sense that why they wouldn't allow GTIN exemptions if their whole back end FBW is going to be full full of products with UPCs on them.
0: That's interesting. So yeah, there's a
1: lot. Yeah, there's a lot. You
0: know, because is that a shortcoming of their tech infrastructure in the long run?
1: Because it'll mm.
0: inhibit people from doing the print on demand, which if their goal is to make money, I was gonna ask next to what's their what does their fees look like?
1: Uh gosh, I'd have to look. I think their their FBN fees like fulfilled by merchant um fees are are basically the same as Amazon. I think it's around 15% uh, I, I'm not sure what they are. I think they're a little higher on the FBW if I remember right. Um, currently, uh, as you know, when I looked at it like two weeks ago, they only have two places that you can send your inventory right now. There's one in Kansas, uh, close to Kansas city. And then there's another one in Kentucky. So maybe you're going to save a little money because they're going to let you ship to one place. But, um, you know, you, you may pay a few extra pennies in the fees when those products actually sell for FBW.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's so much, man. We could literally talk for an hour. (laughs) I'm not
0: kidding. But I feel like so far, I mean, the ones, the questions that have come to mind organically, um, You even jumped the gun on me asking about the UPC codes. And that was uh, <laughs> something that if I get to reapply, I'm going to swap that answer because I can get a list of, I mean, I have a list of UPC codes that I could definitely yeah. use may or may not be from eBay for like five bucks. Wink, wink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, if that I, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna open that Pandora's box, I will I will encourage people not to go on eBay uh, to get their their codes. Um, there is a difference between a, a UPC and an EAN, and a lot of those people that are selling UPCs on eBay, I'll sell you an EAN, which has one extra digit, which will not work on Walmart. Okay, um, learn that the hard way. Uh, <laughs> so I go to a place called Speedy Barcodes. No affiliation or anything. Um, but they sell former GS one or turn you know, GS1 codes that have been turned back in that yeah. uh the companies aren't using. So, you know, reasonably buyer beware they're they're a little more than five bucks for ten thousand or whatever eBay is, but um, but yeah, they are reasonably priced. Like, you're not you're not paying GS1 numbers yeah. for these things. Yeah. yeah,
0: if it was that you wouldn't be able to afford you wouldn't be exactly. able to exactly yeah. That's good to know. Totally. Speedy barcodes. All right, I'm writing that down too so that I uh Don't forget. I need an affiliate for that, man. (laughs) (laughs) From your affiliate link, I'll pop it into this. You've been a lot of help. And, um, if there's anything else that we should know about Walmart that comes to mind now, this was a great, like introductory video. And like I said, I'm going to be reapplying guys. So if I get in, I can drop another video and just let you know what I changed. Basically, you know what, how to, how to apply for Walmart. That'll be the video title. Um, thanks for your help, man. Anything else you want to plug?
1: Um, now, just you know, check out our podcast, and uh, if you do get improve, approved for Walmart, there aren't like Printify, Printful, all those you know the, the usual suspects. They don't have an integration with Walmart. Um, we're going to be using Order Desk to be able to integrate. So, um, you know, if you're interested hit me up. We're still kind of getting through all of that. So it may be, you know, a little while before we can actually, um, you know, press play on that whole thing. But, uh, that's, that's our goal is to be able to, you know, fulfill for people and, um, and we'll be able to integrate with Walmart. So it'll just be an automatic, you know, seamless thing, just like, you know, the the tracking will get pushed back up to Walmart and the whole nine yards.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's what I'm all about, man. Scalability, um, automation so we can scale, right. And it's ready. I'll have you back on. We'll let everybody know. Hopefully my YouTube channel will be at 100K subs by then. Those of you guys that, are watching that aren't subscribed, you know what to do. But that's it, man. Hey, thank you for being here.
1: You bet, man. Thanks for having me on.